Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. And we're back live from HP Discover. I'm Allison Klein, bringing you uh, interviews, Chip Chat interviews from HP Discover in Barcelona. We're back with Peter Torre, lead architect for the service provider group at Intel. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Peter, why don't you tell us first what you do at Intel and what it means to be a lead architect in the service provider group? So, lead architect for service provider group means uh, we focus on telecom vertical, Mm -hmm. communication service providers, and this means uh, working with uh, tier one communication service providers directly and with the ecosystem vendors like uh, HP or the major telco equipment manufacturers and uh, other ecosystem partners to build solutions that are helpful for the telco use cases. It seems like telco is uh, a buzz with change in terms of technology innovation. We were here earlier this year at the Mobile World Congress talking about changes in telecom infrastructure. Uh, Since then, Intel has started talking about a vision for software-defined infrastructure. Can you tell us what software-defined infrastructure is and how this relates to the telco field? Sure. So the the software-defined infrastructure is a vision and supporting programs coming from Intel that uh, take the approaches that we did for volume servers for just the IT data center and extending similar type of approaches and playbooks into enterprise networking, into carrier network infrastructure, and uh, storage platforms. So the idea is to have uh, all these type of various deployments actually running on the same common compute base, which uh, is something that we can we can do well from Intel side, and uh, how it gets applied in the in the tel- telco world is actually all of these are of interest, but telcos being primarily about the carrier networking itself, obviously they look uh, primarily from us at helping transform this component. Well, you know, we we think about that from an enterprise data center perspective, and it means changes in, in storage in terms of intelligent storage deployments. Um, obviously, uh, changes in networking and the, in the automation and orchestration that holds it all together. But this is almost a bigger change uh, for, for carrier environments in terms of a move away from what has been some proprietary technologies and proprietary infrastructure uh, to something completely new to this, to this uh, industry. Uh, what is the drive for telcos to take on this new types of technology in terms of the way that their business is changing and, and what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. So, so we, di- we have this whole trend of network function virtualization and uh, without going more into definition of that, this was done many times, the, the, the values that communication service providers see in that comes in three different uh, vectors. So on the CAPEX side, just the idea of using volume servers versus 
some specific purpose-built, let's call it even black boxes, is, is a big difference in um, just like the, the cost per hardware. Then on the operational side for OPEX, having consolidated hardware base is much better from that perspective. Also, uh, it's possible to run uh, multiple environments from, from like tests to production on the same infrastructure. And, and the difference is that uh, once this becomes virtualized servers that are more known from enterprise IT world, the skills to operate that are more like IT skills versus some special skills to, to operate more complicated hardware and more complicated, let's say, legacy systems. So once this is properly implemented, meaning that everything gets virtualized in this infrastructure, and um, once we get once we add automation and elasticity on top of it, this becomes very agile environment for launching new services faster. So the idea of uh, reducing tight to market for that, to having uh, more choice in terms of uh, adding software functionality on top of common infrastructure, and uh, of uh, more easily provision those services to, to customers and to different locations, this will all boost the services revenue. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. And you mentioned NFV, or Network Function Virtualization. That seems to be the key technology that is bringing this new capability forward. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and how Intel is playing a role in delivering this to customers? Sure. So, so we, we have uh, a couple of trends working in a complementary way. So we have software-defined networking, more common from, from the enterprise data centers, with the idea of uh, abstracting control from those elements. This is complementary to network function virtualization, which is, going to which is going to virtualize those network functions on volume servers. Right. So both combined together are for, ben for, for bigger benefits. But, but let's focus now on, on NFV itself. So the idea is to take uh, what used to be single-purpose elements for firewalls, for, for all types of uh, networking equipment in, in wireless access, in the edge network, in the core network, and uh, initially get uh, what is, uh, let's say, like first phase, what can easily be put into software, into virtual machines, and run it on top of uh, normal volume servers. It can be enterprise SKUs with uh, long life that is required for, for telco, telco deployments. Or it can be some uh, more, more specialized telco SKUs where needed, especially in, in, uh, initially if this is needed for some additional hardware that needs to be added for, for optimization reasons. And uh, later with, uh, with, with follow-up phases when ticks get um, when we can go after more, let's say, more difficult elements. And, and this would go into tougher requirements when there is uh, wireless connectivity required and, and something that it's not trivial to virtualize in, in uh, software. So when, when you look at the, the move to um, 
NFV solutions delivered on standard hardware. Are there key technologies that Intel is working in embedding in their processors that helps specifically the telco arena, something that is a, a hot button topic for t telco in particular? Yes, is the short answer. So, so thank, thanks for bringing that. So, so what we did is um, we, we looked at uh, what are those differences from enterprise data center to telco, and um, figured out where do we from Intel have to invest in this type of enabling capabilities, and where do we work with the ecosystem, because this is this is the, the best for for the customers, and. Um, figured out that th these differences are in the characteristics of those uh, network functions being more de for example being more de deterministic in performance so critical is packet processing there are other requirements like real time with, with special taking care of latency and jitter so there needs to be carrier grade availability uh, there are different regulatory requirements apply to telecoms than to enterprise private cloud data centers and uh, th there is also huge difference in the how the management gets done on those uh, deployments in telco world things like OSS and BSS are, are special special case so so we looked at all those and uh, figured out where do we need to do some special investments. So what we did so far is uh, this goes into multiple levels, into multiple layers in hardware and software. And uh, we are bringing special functionality in the microprocessor, in the chipset, and then all software layers in um, hypervisors and in special software libraries that accelerate this type of network functions. So it's really a solutions approach. This was long-term planned end-to-end -end properly. So I know that um, Intel announced the Network Builders program earlier this year in September. Um, can you tell me what it's going to be like in terms of the, t the telco arena to bring these technologies from first concept to initial products to mainstream deployments? and what Intel is doing with its partners to help with that process. So, so this is uh, Network Builder Programs, is, is a new program that was launched uh, with focus on accelerating technology adoption for software-defined networking and network function virtualization. And uh, the, in the program we have uh, many of the tier one telecommunications given manufacturers, we have uh, OEMs like HP for example, and then we have uh, plenty of required special vendors that, that build, they have like really good IP that, that is required to, to build and run telco networks for example. And uh, the, the benefits of the programs is uh, it comes from, from technical to marketing to, to sales enablement. And um, the idea is that they get uh, access to the latest technology and enablement from our side. Uh, then there is uh, marketing agreements for, for joint promotions of that. And then there is uh, map, map, mapping for 
particular projects that are ongoing. I would assume at the end of the day, the purpose is to accelerate both solutions availability and uh, adoption. Um, what has been the participation in network builders thus far? Uh, so, this far we had. Um, we I'll help you out, Peter. I think that the last time I checked, I think there was about 25, 30 vendors in the in the program. But we're at HP Discover, so I'm going to ask you a different question. Um, HP is one of those vendors. Can you tell us a little bit about what they're doing in the space of, of these products and how does the collaboration look like with them? Yes, so, so indeed, we are on HP Discover. So, so HP is um, taking their experience on the IT side of the world, mm -hmm. complemented with all the cloud where they are a major player in the industry, having their own cloud offering, but also having the solutions to, to implement all sorts of private hybrid public clouds. And on top of that, taking the decades of focus on telco and put all that into service of NFV in the sense that uh, they have all the experience required to virtualize servers and to operate complicated uh, deployments on that. All the cloud orchestration, plus they have uh, uh, NFV orchestration also on top of it. And one of the, the, the big uh, important items is uh, OSS systems. They have support for that in, uh, in their own teams. So, so they have uh, offering that uh, goes from from, from OSS, NFE orchestration, cloud orchestration, all the platforms that are required in terms of uh, rack-mounted servers, blades, other platforms being, being qualified going forward, then in there, how to build those for NFE requirements, so things like five nines. So, so they have very good recipes on, on how to put all the required hardware and software pieces all the switches and the storage for, for having this type of things. So this year at Discover is the first time where we put a big focus on NFV topic. And um, this is what we, what we joined to prepare for that. When we look at NFV, um, you know, obviously solutions are coming out from the industry. My, my next question is, what has the response been from our telco customers? And, what is their interest in actually deploying this technology? So the there was an early work that was investment from Intel, and in many cases jointly with HP. And and those are public cases like uh, we did it at Verizon, at BT, at um, at uh, telecom equipment manufacturers like Alcatel Lucent, for example. And. Uh, worked on using virtualized servers for running this type of uh, carrier network elements. So the telcos after those initial efforts went and uh, built within uh, Euro European Telecommunication Standards Institute, built the industry standard group called Network Function Virtualization. Right. And uh, since then this is like the industry place where all the 
all the telecoms themselves plus all the vendors are, are working in multiple streams on trying to um, come to the to the common approach on, on how to sort NFV from from multiple uh, perspectives and um, this is over there for example now there is a POC program which is public and a number of uh, telcos and vendors are, are submitting solutions for that and uh, this is what we're also involved in. Well Peter thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing this story with us. I don't think there's an area in um, enterprise computing that is compelling is what this this technology can mean in transforming telco and bringing it uh, forward into a, a major way in terms of capabilities and, and running their business. Um, why don't you give us a sense of what you're doing at HP Discover? So if we've got anyone online, uh, they know how to get in contact with you and learn more. Yeah. So, so I'm here to focus on the NFE topic. Mm -hmm. um, I will do one presentation on uh, Intel powering NFE solutions, on uh, introducing Intel views to that. This is part of the series of... Uh, presentations on that topic that between HP and Intel we, we do is total of four so we already did uh, the introduction into NFV and uh, tomorrow are coming um, NFV management and orchestration piece there is also be a session on how to build infrastructure for it so how to use the, the volume servers from ProLiant product lines to, to build uh, carrier-grade uh, infrastructure for NFV. And then we also have a uh, number of demos at, at various locations at the show, like at Intel Boot also. And uh, experts to cover topics like um, NFV orchestration, virtualized uh, IMS, virtualized CDN, also talk about um, solving some of these requirements, for example, for for real-time and accelerated packet processing in hypervisor with uh, WindRiver open virtualization profile and uh, so it's it's pretty busy on NFE topic. Sounds like it. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day uh, to come and share this with us. I think it's been very informative for me and I'm sure for the audience too. Enjoy your week in Barcelona. Thank you.